Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back with another episode of Startup Hustle. And guess what, listeners? Matt Watson is back as well. Hi, Matt. I'm back. I made it. I know. You know, I tried really hard to replace you while you were gone, and I couldn't. So congratulations. You are clearly invaluable Yes. when it comes to this podcast. So. Uh, does that mean I get a raise? Yeah. You, well, yeah, I'll give you a 500% raise <laughs> right Will now. Will you give me a cup of coffee later? Well, speaking of which, uh, how many did you drink in Seattle? How was the trade show? It was great. I, I definitely, uh, you know, that two-hour time change definitely kicks you right in the butt. You know, we waking up at like five in the morning, four in the morning, because I'm used to Kansas City time. So, and then the first day we were, I was there for like 14 hours, plus that two-hour time change, you know, it, you know, when you're, uh, this is definitely makes for a long day. There was a lot of coffee consumed for sure. I know you're not used to doing a lot of work. <laughs> so <laughs> that, those 14 hour days must have been excruciating, Matt. And what are you going to do uh, someday when we travel to the Philippines? Hopefully I can figure out how to sleep on that plane. Yeah. That's going to be a long flight. I think and there's some ways that we can figure that out. Probably going to get a lot of work done. Maybe I'll read your book. Never. <laughs> For those of you listening, I do want to go ahead and tell you that Matt Watson has threatened to punish his children by making them read my book. <laughs> Please feel free to email your true opinions about that directly to Matt at startuphustle.xyz. So let's talk about this trade show. Um, you, you know, I talked to you while you were there. You seem pretty excited about it. Uh, why? It went great. And I guess for maybe some of those that aren't you know, up to speed on why we were there and what we're doing. You know, so my company is Stackify. Our our customers our customers are other software developers. You know, we have about eight hundred something customers across fifty countries, right? And so Microsoft Build was the event we were at. It's every year. It's kind of the uh, biggest software developer conference of the year for Microsoft. You know, they do four or five big events of the year, but this is the big event that's specifically really for developers. They, I think, they announced like dozens of product updates and different stuff like that. For just um, Microsoft in general? Yeah, you know, Microsoft Azure, um, Microsoft, like Visual Studio Tools, a lot of just developer-related stuff. And a lot of it was minor. Honestly, there wasn't really anything this year that was like big, earth-shattering news. It's just a lot and of little so stuff. So it's basically like when I got the push notification that I had an update for Microsoft Word? <laughs> sort of. Uh, except, you know, with like Microsoft Azure, which is their hosting platform, they're making lots of changes, lots of stuff around IoT, you know, the Internet of Things, machine learning, all of that stuff is is really big these days. There, there's some pretty amazing uh, demos and stuff I've seen where people are using like videos to, you know, on drones, to, you know, go fly over pipes in the middle of nowhere and look for damages in the pipes or, you know, watching machinery and, um big uh, assembly plants and trying to predict when the machines are going to break down. I mean, there's all these things that people are doing with machine learning and uh, vision stuff, you know, camera-based stuff. And all of this is part of the Internet of Things. It's all these little devices everywhere. And so that's that's kind of the big movements in tech these days. It's all the IoT. You know, the one thing that never came up, I never heard mentioned once, blockchain. 
Interesting. I never heard a single, I never heard that word the whole time I was there. I sent you a link last night. Uh, Amazon just entered that space, which I thought was yeah. kind of interesting. It was an attempt to create, you know, and Amazon's obviously a, a competitor of Microsoft yeah. and a lot of things. And, you know, the, I didn't get too far into the article, but, uh, you know, I was just talking about making some of these complex technologies more accessible. Because, yeah. you know, if you and I are sitting here, we're like, hey, let's develop something on blockchain. I'd be like, okay, cool. How do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Microsoft uh, did something real similar. I don't, I don't know the, the real differences between what Amazon and Microsoft is doing, but Microsoft, I think, partnered with Arc. It was the blockchain that they partnered with, and I don't know how long they've been doing that, but they've been doing that for a while, too, I think, on the on Azure. Do you think they have a bigger Bitcoin account than we have right now? Probably. I think ours is like $300. <laughs> it it's was a good. lot more. Than, oh, the, as a miner? No, I think my actual investment in Bitcoin is probably worth about the same. <laughs> I've actually made more money mining Bitcoin than investing. In it's it. catching up slowly. Well, it's because one actually made money and the other is just yeah. a different story. But the, the show was good. So I, this is, I think, the fourth year in a row I went to Microsoft Build. How many booths or displays do they have there? I mean, is this like a massive room? No, it's not. So like three or four years ago, they didn't really have an expo with vendors. Uh, I want to say three years ago, they, they kind of started that and it's grown a little bit. I'd say there's maybe so, so when 50. You went, when you went three years ago, was it more about the, uh, the training, breakout sessions yeah. and the trainings yeah. and the speakers? And, okay. It's definitely more about the sessions. Like Te- TechCrunch was like that when I went to it. And I was actually a little surprised, but, you know, it had like a, you know, probably a hundred people, you know, a hundred booths or presenters, just small little things. Yeah. And then it was all about, you know. I, I would guess there's 50 or so. And you have uh, some of the big players there from the tech space, even though they're not Azure technologies, they're they're kind of partners like, Kubernetes and MongoDB and, and some of these that are kind of all different cloud vendors and cloud stuff. And did you then you got little did, companies like us, like Stackify that had a booth. So it was cool. Did you sell anything? Um, you know, I didn't get any checks, but we had, uh, we definitely had a lot of people that were, were very interested. Um, we talked to, what, what was really cool is have somebody come up, like we had a guy come up from Carbonite. They're, like, oh, they're, aren't they a user? Yeah. yeah. And so he's looking, you know, we're talking to him, give him a little demo. And he's like, oh, this is really cool. And like, yeah, you guys have three accounts with us already. <laughs> so uh, then actually, since since I got back over the last week, I actually started another trial. So that guy must have uh, must have signed up. So, so you did sell something. Maybe we did. But yeah, we, you, that, it's hard to collect a check at things like that. And it's hard to gauge. Yeah. You know, some of that stuff, because, you know, that's not really tied to you know goal tracking and google analytics or something like that you get an idea when you see people pop up speaking of stackify stackify signed up for gigabook today yeah we did yeah we'll see how that goes i mean i've you look you get 14 days for free (laughs) it's it's 16 dollars it's 15 15 that's if you're a single user okay but you know we're going to need to put the whole company on so it's going to be a couple hundred bucks a month okay well it's still not very bad it's just another way that I've continued to monetize the podcast without you, Matt. <laughs> so what was the coolest thing you saw out there? Um, I mean, our, well, I, I, we did a lot of different things, but uh, probably my, my favorite thing that really wasn't that directly related to Stackify was uh, Megan that came with us, who's our like director of customer success. She leads all our support was her um, mastery of the swag was uh unheard of like so? her ability to get free swag from mm. people and all that stuff the all the microsoft people had a, a special like microsoft like sweater hoodie they were wearing and she made it her goal to get one of those and she did she managed to talk one 
off of some lady's back. That's strong. <laughs> like they were coming up. She's like, hey, I like your sweater. How do I get one of those? You see that shirt on my couch right there? Yeah. That's one of your Stackify shirts that I stole out of your leftovers yesterday. You're a thief. No, uh, actually, I did it right in front of your one of your employees. <laughs> I said, are these extra? Because I'm going to take a few if they are. And yeah, Christina said, yeah, we, we gave out a lot of t-shirts. We gave, we also have a uh, developers against humanity, which is like cards against humanity, the popular naughty, dirty card game, which is awesome. We should but do this one of those the for startup founders. developers version <laughs> startups so, against humanity. So people would come by and want our swag. And if they were other vendors, Megan would be like, Hey, what kind of swag you got? Like go bring me something <laughs> so Why they would not? come back and uh so she was cracking me up with like the all the trading of the swag and all the stuff well, and what then, was the coolest thing other than the sweatshirt i mean there some people come up with some clever stuff at these shows i've always found it like i told you one of the things that um, a, a, my former job that was a big hit was these little foam armchairs that you put on yeah. your desk for to rest your cell phone in uh you know i don't know there was anything that really blew me away it was all the same sort of stuff there was somebody who had these little like sort of foam arrow things that you would slingshot and they kept slingshotting them across the damn place and hit us like three times do you did you declare war i did shoot back once yeah i would have and then and i don't think i shot far enough and i like I like looked around the corner and there were some people just like looking up at the sky all frantic, like stuff. <laughs> arrows were raining down. You know, Matt, that's how people lose an eye. Yeah. You know, and it's all fun and games until that happens. No, I didn't do it. So your booth, which you sent me a picture of, it looked nice. Congratulations on that. How was your presentation compared to your peers that were presenting there? I think it was great. Um, we definitely had a lot of people that were interested. You know, we had somebody next to us who like seemed like nobody ever came by to see him. And the guy was on his phone the whole time and just... Uh, we kind definitely of, kind of wonder if they won, if they are wondering yeah, why they're even there. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely were very busy and, you know, maybe part of that was the swag we were giving out and, you know, our, our product. I think it's the mixture of all that. Right. And well, let's, let's talk about your swag because you made some t-shirts that said what they say, code blooded killer. I love that. I love People that. love the shirts. You know, what was cool. You don't when even we, need to be into tech to like that. What was awesome is when we got there, uh, the first day, somebody was wearing one of our shirts and we hadn't even hand, they were different than the ones we were handing mm. them out. And we're like, dude, where'd you get this shirt? It was some random guy from the UK somewhere who had got it at a user group. And we, over the years at different times, we've sent like boxes of swag and stuff to the developer user groups. And he got one at the user group. And I guess it was one of his favorite nerdy, geeky shirts. They are really so comfortable. He, I so have he multiple wore it. Sacrify shirts that you know, yeah. that I wear just because like, and I said that earlier, if you're going to give away free stuff, yeah, make it comfortable. give away stuff that people will want to wear. Yeah. They'll want to use like, don't just like, I mean, bad swag. That, that's no one got time for that. So at a developer conference, like, like this, you can imagine that people prepare their wardrobe for it and they line up all their weirdest, nerdiest shirts. So I was glad that we made that, uh, we made his wardrobe. So that was cool. I feel like I have my foot, one foot in and one foot out of nerddom. So I kind of get it. But at the same time, I might not, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't go to Comic-Con and I don't do cosplay. That's a different kind of nerd. So what, uh, what's something you could have done better? Oh, that's a great question. Um... First thing that comes to mind is probably right. Mm. Brought more foam arrows <laughs> or a shield. 
We didn't have enough shirts, that's for sure. Um, you came back with a lot of really big ones. Yeah, we had all two. Yeah, we, thank you for that, by the way. We I'm a big kid. we had a lot of uh, certain size shirts and not enough of other size shirts. I noticed that with the respect the hustle T shirts, I uh, I uh, ran out of smalls and mediums in like a day. Yeah, and then people want them and saying, well, as long as you're like a three X. And they're like, yeah, I wanted it for my kid. I think we did a great job. I think we did a great job talking to people, getting them interested, scanning their badges. The big thing now is follow-up. So we got a whole bunch of people. That's we did a good job. Next of, question, how many leads did you collect? Uh, over 500. Oh, wow, that's a lot. So we, and we made notes on all of them. So there were a lot of them that we made notes about like, what they were interested in or like, hey, they use Azure or they, you know, whatever. And so we'll follow up with uh, those people. And now we're going to send out an email to all of them and stuff. So, so when you were getting ready to do this and you set up the booth and you're talking to your team, did you have, did you have a pitch? I mean, was it like, did, did you go over that or did you kind of figure it out as it went along? And what was it? Um, I don't think we had like a really like scripted pitch. It was more just like, Hey, what do we do? Explain to somebody. The easiest way was to really get somebody in front of a computer and kind of show them, you know, that, you know, the, the pictures were the thousand words and a lot of these things I can actually see like, okay, I understand what that, what you're talking about. Um, so you have 30 seconds and I want you to tell me exactly what Stackify does go. Uh, we help developers understand how their applications are performing, um, how to troubleshoot problems, improve their code, improve performance, make sure their customers are happy. Um, not push shitty code and piss all their customers off. Uh, that was really good. That's only 15 seconds. All right, cool. But no, that's that's that make that's sense? important because you know that's about how much time you have to keep someone's attention at, at best. Well, the problem with any of that is is you hear that and you're like, okay, but how? And that's where the showing them comes in. You're like, okay, okay, that sounds cool, but what does that mean exactly? That's where I would become terrible. So they'd say show them. they'd say how, and I'd say magic. All I I spent probably half of my time there doing like demos. They were like quick, like two or three minute, like running through the app just kind of showing them did you have to do a demo to get a t-shirt uh no no we didn't you know that so that was one of the things our our uh, director of marketing originally was set it up so people had to draw out of like of a box and that would determine what the prize was what the swag was that they won going into it i pretty sure that wasn't going to work and yes that got disbanded after about five minutes because it was just people kept coming up and asking for this and that, whatever. And so we were. Just, so I could want a T-shirt, but through that method, I would have maybe won a deck of cards. Instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just, yeah, we just that that didn't go over. That just didn't happen. It, from my um, inexperienced opinion, I still think the T-shirt cannon because think <laughs> the people that were shooting foam arrows. Yeah, you would have just disbanded that whole booth in minutes. <laughs> You probably would have caused a small riot inside Microsoft Build, gone to jail, and then you know had to figure out how to get out of it. But um, so, so did you attend any of the sessions or breakouts or speeches? I, I honestly didn't. Um, it's hard to do that. I, I last time I went to something like that, I didn't even bother with that stuff. So there were six of us that went. Uh, four of us did nothing but really work the booth, and then two, uh, the other two people did go to the sessions. One of our guys, I didn't see like the whole time I was there. Like he was like nerding out on all of the sessions and stuff. So, okay. um, you know, the, one of the great things we talked about, um, if you should go to trade shows or not go to trade shows and the value of them and all that stuff. One of the great things for us was, uh, 
the people that were there and the level, the level of people that were there were the right people. They were decision makers. They were people that were interested in a product like ours. So if I compare that to another trade show, like another conference like this, so KCDC, which is the Kansas City Developer Conference. Has tur- I, I went with you to that last has, year. Has turned into a really big event here in Kansas City, and it's awesome. It's super cheap to go. They don't was, charge a lot of money. free, wasn't it? Well, because you went with me. But normally it's like two or three hundred bucks. Most things are free when I go with you, Matt. But actually, you could probably sneak in there, and nobody would care because that's I just did. the way it yeah. the way it's operated. Right. It's designed to be. It's more of like a nonprofit, very kind of community event. But my my point is, the type of people that go there are a lot of more like mid and junior level experience sort of developers. They're not necessarily like upper executives or management or. IT directors, you know, th- those kind of higher end roles. Some of those people will go to KCDC for sure. But at Microsoft Build, that's what most of them were. They were the lead developers, the architects, the managers um, that really understood what we did and the value and stuff. So it's just getting in front of the right people. It was a very stark contrast in the like the persona of who was there. Uh, funny story about KCDC. Do you remember the guy I was trying to pitch on using Gigabook to schedule uh, training sessions? And he was clearly not getting it. And you were sitting there shaking your head. Um, he still calls me, wanting me to sign up. He believes that I would be a good student for vocational training. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't understand I was trying to sell him something. Yeah. You were sitting there looking at me and shaking your head for like two <laughs> minutes. And anyway, I, I may have actually asked him to quit contacting me. <laughs> um, he's one of the reasons that I now have two different versions of my business card, one with the office line and another with my cell phone number. Uh, yeah. By the way, that's a good uh, thing to do if you get a little overwhelmed. So, so would you go back? Are you going back next year? Absolutely. I think we would try and do it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we definitely were there. It was kind of the, the Super Bowl of Microsoft developers and all the right people. And so that's, that's one show out of, an ungodly amount. Yeah. Like we don't even, I don't even know if we could accurately come up with a true number of how many shows like this are out there. I mean, we could, but there's some that are big and some that are small. You're going to consider doing anything past this. Like you have the stuff you have, you have the booth, you have some experience and we already established, you've got some really big t-shirts too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we'll do more of it going forward. Part of our, part of our challenge has been, we only support certain computer programming languages. Um, but the big thing that we're working on right now is expanding that. So the reason that's important is I hate to go to a certain event and then like only 20%, 20% of the people there are a potential customer, right? So that really dilutes our ability to, to make be successful. Um, so once we get all these other languages supported over the next six months or so, it'll be so much easier to go to like a big Amazon web services event or, Gartner show or, you know, all these other kind of events that are out there. What, uh, was Bill Gates there? Yeah, I don't think so. Really? He didn't Not that give I a speech or anything no. like that. Was any, was any, were any well-known people in tech there? From the Microsoft side. Yeah. Like, uh, Satya Nadella or whatever was there. And Who? Satya, who's the CEO was there. Okay. Scott Hanselman. And if Scott you'd asked me who the CEO as Microsoft was, I, I, I wouldn't have answered. I wouldn't have known. No, he's really good. He's, I would he's hope really so. good. It's kind of a big company. Um, yeah, I mean, all the normal suspects that are kind of real, you know, sort of famous for in the tech space anyways, on the Microsoft side. Yeah, they were all there. 
So. All right. So having, all right, we talked about, you know, some on your way into it, some things that were good. We talked about some things that, you know, give, give me now that you just came and went, you're back, give our listeners the three things that you recommend that they definitely do well if they're on their way to a trade show or at one. I think you got to be prepared. As you mentioned earlier, you got to know the pitch. You got to make sure it's the the right persona of the people or you shouldn't even be there, right? I think you mentioned the other uh, in the last uh, episode uh, before, like, hey, you're selling pianos at a state fair. Like, right. is that the right place to be? <laughs> now, maybe it was successful, maybe it wasn't. But knowing that that lines up is really important for us, like being at Microsoft Build has a much bigger ROI than being at like the Kansas City Developer Conference because the type of people that are there. That doesn't mean we won't do the Kansas City Developer Conference, but if you're weighing your options, it's important. Um, You know, the other side of this that I think is kind of a fringe benefit is the, um, the sort of team building part of it that it creates like six of us all went out of town together and, you know, did a lot of stuff outside the work, outside of, uh, outside of work, you know, even outside of the normal hours while we went to dinner together and we all went to like Pike place, went to the the market and all that. And, um, you know, I think for three of us had never been to Seattle before never been to the West coast before. And, so that was a big deal. It was sort of like a mini vacation for for some of the people to get away from their get away from their kids, get out of town, whatever. I would um, never want to get away from my kids. No, you you love them. Uh, but I mean, there, that's you know another kind of little bit of a benefit to this for them. I think everybody kind of uh, was excited about that. And, uh, one of the the ladies in our office who is amazing. I won't I won't say her name. Uh, she does not cuss. Never. You will never hear her cuss. But I heard her cuss when we were in Seattle because we went to this great place called Biscuit Bitch. And all they sell is biscuits and gravy. And so you like so I ordered an easy bitch. And so that was <laughs> that was biscuits and gravy with um uh, biscuits and gravy with eggs over easy on my biscuits and gravy. And and of course then they ask you, like, well, do you want bacon on your bitch? And they're like, of course I want bacon on my bitch. <laughs> um, so we got we got her to cuss. So that was fun. And uh, yeah, we all laughed like a bunch of 13-year-olds for quite a long time while we were there. So That's a great restaurant. I never even heard of it until about 30 seconds ago, but I probably want to go there. <laughs> really yeah. There. yeah, you can order like the smoking hot bitch and the, you know, easy Seattle bitch. And they got them all. You can, you can slather your bitch up with gravy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hopefully your children are not <laughs> listening to this. But I think the the important thing to remember about what you just said is there's clearly a lot of bitches at that restaurant. So There are, yeah. Or what's one more? Give me one more thing. One more juicy thing. Um, you got to make the most out of it. You got to work the, the people that come by and say hi and shake hands and kiss babies and, um, you know, do what it takes, you know. Like the guy sitting next to me that was on his phone the whole time and looked like he hated life wasn't wasn't doing near as good as we were trying to trying to get the sale trying to get in front of people hustling. I think if I had to do three and I'll go fast, like because you kind of just hit one of them. Understand why you're there and embrace it. Yep. Like if you put the work in, if you don't want to be there, it's people know it. Yep. And they're not going to want to do it. Um, Commit to the whole act of being outward. 
you know, if you're waiting for everybody to come to you, like, why yeah. wasn't everybody coming in my booth and asking me 10,000 questions? You have to, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And then I think the third thing is, is be organized. Because how many days was the show? Was it three or two? It was uh, three days. Total. So you said you collected 500 leads. Like, yeah. after, if you go to these things, and whether you're presenting or you're a guest, take a few minutes, like either at lunch or somewhere and like, keep your shit organized. Cause even if it's just taking a couple notes, because that conversation that you have early on day one is, is going to be so buried Oh yeah, by all the it. other stuff that you do, that it's really easy to overlook good connections, good prospects, good products, just really any of that stuff. And you'll, that's why you got to follow up too. Well, right. Well, like those people thing. don't remember either. Yeah. Well, that kind of get right. And that, well, that goes with that first thing. Like, know why you're there. Like you're there to further your business or your education, or you're there to do something other than just like wander around aimlessly. So speaking of which, I think this is a good time to end because I'm going to go wander around aimlessly for a little bit. I've been touring the building just to try to get out of my office. Okay. Yeah. We need to go have some biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been hoping that there's a coffee shop or a restaurant or something in this building. I just keep finding like psychiatry offices, dentists, <laughs> like accounting, maybe a lawyer here and there. But you know, you know, the thing is, is I, I don't want to look back at my time in our office building and find out that in the Northeast corner of, of the fourth floor, there was actually a coffee stand. Cause I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to keep, keep letting you wonder the maze you know that's the kind of that's the kind of guy you are matt is you're just gonna <laughs> do some you know and, and and you probably would do that to me and tell me about it like a year and a half later but the funny thing is is i actually know where the coffee stand is Ooh. and i haven't been telling you all right all this time so if you find it let me know um for those of you guys that are listening uh it's you know it's been a little slow lately with some of these episodes we're trying to get these out um we're doing a lot of really, really exciting stuff that we're getting ready to tell you about. And we're going to want some input from you. And, you know, a lot of things that we think you guys are going to really want to dive into and maybe even be involved with at some point. So, yeah, that's a little open-ended teaser there. But uh, we do have a lot of plans on kind of ramping up the show volume again. But, you know. Some- and we're going out of town in a month. We are. We're going to have to do a remote, some remote shows. Or our multiple. Yeah. Well, that cat's out of the bag. Where are we going, Matt? We're going to the Philippines. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we're we going doing? to Japan on the way. For like four hours. <laughs> but it counts. It counts. Can we leave the airport and like go eat lunch somewhere? No, because then we'll have to go through customs oh, and all that crap on the way in. And then like, I don't know. Don't want to take that risk. Well, do you speak Japanese? No. I know one word. In Japanese. Hello Kitty. Hajima Mashte. It's like, hello, it's a pleasure to meet you. So Satoshi? Is that a, is maybe <laughs> God, I hate Satoshi. But yeah, anyway, we have some fun and interesting stuff coming up. We have some new guests lined up. And you know, for those of you that have been listening, um, thanks again. You know, we've been listened to in 118 countries. I did a little contest the other day. If you were able to name the 82 countries we haven't been listening to in one guess and get it all right, I was going to give you a hundred bucks. And actually, I don't know if you noticed, but there really were some people that were throwing some stuff out. I was like, I didn't even know that was a country, but you are correct. We have not been listened to in North Korea. What? 
Yeah. It, well, either that or they're just not letting the data out. I'm not right. sure. I mean, it's also possible that with one lesson, we are the number one podcast about startups in North Korea. It, we could be. It was kind of weird to actually look at some of those numbers. And once again, thanks to everyone. It's really kind of baffling to, you know, we started this for what reason? Therapy. Right. And, you know, it's it's the people that have listened to it and continue to give us good feedback and the guests that have been on the show that, you know, make us want to keep doing this. So thanks again. Thanks again for listening. Well, you know where we mess up? Like today we had lunch with somebody who was great. And yesterday we had uh, a meeting with somebody that was great. We need to get these people on the show. I need them to come back and sign contracts. Yeah. So that's my bait. Yeah. My end. But yeah. So, you know, hopefully I, I keep telling myself, well, we won't be as busy next week, but what, a, what are we, what have we been saying? Every, Every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, get back with you soon. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.